Go on then. Let's get on with this fucking thing. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with We got through one without fucking around. Hey! Hey! A podcast for the... Secret seamstress. Secret seamstress, fuck's sake. I don't know why I'm shouting. Because you're an excitable dickhead. Uh... What have you been up to in the last two weeks? Because I haven't seen you guys in two weeks. Brawl. <laughs> Brawl. Oh, imagine the bile of that man. Um, yeah, I'll go first. Good. Um, I went to see my best friend and his kid at Kids. And Sebi is, a little, is like a little hero of mine. And he... Um, he had a lot of health problems when he was a little baby and he's always kind of got um, one thing or other going on, but he's like so brave and he doesn't give a shit. Like just throwing up is just normal for him. For yeah. a three-year-old, it's like really weird. But basically every time I go to see him, I get sick. because <laughs> <laughs> He has like no immune system. Um, but I would trade it in a heartbeat for a week yeah. of illness just to spend a day, a day with Seb. So nice. I went down and we just did Christmassy things and played Marble Run and it was awesome. Um, and then I came back and managed to finish off the uh, window display at work. So this year we didn't do a, a pop-up shop. We did um, kind of like a, a, an installation in a window. And it was, was all, fucking it, awesome. It was all for um, Covey, who is a client of ours who make prosthetics. Uh, and they set up a foundation that was to su- produce and supply prosthetics for kids born without um, without limbs. So... We helped raise some money, and it was a really fun night. Um, it was we had an auction and some awesome prizes that we auctioned off, um, and like a big reveal and a big kind of switch on of the of the lights, and uh, it went on really well. Unfortunately, I was too fucking sick to be there, <laughs> so I didn't <laughs> see any of it. Uh, but it was a great night, and we raised a lot of, a lot of awareness as well, which is is more than, if not just as important uh, than just cash as well. Is is kind of you know getting people to understand about how difficult it might be for somebody with with um either born limb differently or you know suffering an amputation throughout life there's two very different things and um it's a great foundation great company to work for and i'm glad that it went down well so that was what i was doing awesome sounds really good man uh brett what about you what have you been up to i have been braving the cold of the shop it's just very cold um, managed to finish the battle axe stuff, right? Because last episode I was talking about, we were yes, we delivered it, and Thor Bjornson seemed to really like it, <laughs> which was funny because there was a line of people, and Ben, Jess's brother, uh, got us to do it. And then when we got to the event, it, I felt really out of place because it's like, no one knew who the hell we were or what we were doing. there carrying this giant battle axe, which just had to walk with for five blocks because I had to drop her off center in the wrong direction. And so she had to walk backwards <laughs> like five blocks carrying a 50 pound axe. Oh, I felt so bad. Um, and then of course I get a parking spot which in New York city is impossible. And I happen to get a parking spot a hundred feet away from where the <laughs> event was. So I felt horrible about that. Um, it, it went pretty well though, all things considered. Cause there was like a line of people waiting to take photos with them. And 
Ben got us set up to where Jess was just standing there and he walked out to do his little autograph and picture signing thing. And we were the first person that people that he talked to. Mm. He was like, Oh, you made this for me. This is very very cool. And it's made from rogue and they're my sponsor and all. And it was really, really cool. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Every time I do it, I do like an Arnold voice, which is wrong because <laughs> he's from Iceland, but I, I don't know. Um, so that was really cool. And then um, I got back and I've been editing that video, but there's a lot of moving parts in it. And I really just wanted to get to making the stuff that I wanted to make for my niece and nephew. And I had talked to my sister about it and you know, she was like, Oh, forge stuff would be really cool. And he's 13, but really into dinosaurs. And then my niece is really into Harry Potter stuff and just wants <laughs> everything that Hermione has. So I made a raptor claw for my nephew, which I've never done before, but came out surprisingly decent. And then I just sent everything off in the post this morning and the wand came out well. And I'll have a video of that this nice. weekend, hopefully because I'm a gigantic nerd that spent eight hours making a wrought iron wand for my niece. (laughs) I don't know. It felt like a lot of work for something so like silly and dainty, but I like how it turned out. And then, you know, we've been busy uh, with Jim having some sponsored stuff that he has to get out. We're, We're kind of on a time crunch to get this thing, this shed built for Lowe's by tomorrow. Like by the time the podcast goes out, probably. And then, just like trying to finish out the year on a high note, getting everything done and sent off and what needs to be done. So Steve, what have you been up to? Uh, well, well, receiving been. amazing presents in the post. I have been receiving amazing presents in the post. It's very good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what I've done. Oh yeah. I, I built um, a load of stuff, but I can't post or talk about almost any of it because <laughs> it's all presents for people and, shit like that and which is really annoying and upsetting and that's also why i've not really posted anything on instagram for ages um but yeah i have been receiving some very very awesome stuff in the post including some some stuff from mr al and it's amazing and as i said earlier i'm not going to talk about it now because there's (laughs) there's things uh and i also got uh as part of the fools of tools treasure trade um i i got a whole box of stuff and i genuinely would have been happy with just the box it was it was really nice plywood and... <laughs> free plywood yeah it's like this is great um i opened it up and it was it was a fucking incredible haul um i'm not gonna bore everyone with all the details but i it was it was kind of touching um but yeah so that was fucking great uh but i know a lot of the people that were building stuff for the the treasure trade were um kind of suffering from uh i know we talked about imposter syndrome a lot but it's not just imposter syndrome it's it's building something for someone that is a maker someone that's gonna um kind of where whereas joe public is gonna look at something and go oh wow that's really cool that's a thing made of metal or a thing made of wood they're they're not gonna go that much into it um whereas a maker is gonna look at it and go wow that's amazing how did they do that? And you know that they're going to be inspecting it way more than the average person on the street would be. So there's like an extra level of intimidation factor on that. Um, and I know when I was doing mine, I was 
very very conscious of not just the the design and functionality but also the the process of making and making sure that you know when it got there there wasn't any yeah you know make, making sure that it, it's not obvious where i've had to grind a bit off or file a bit down or whatever like it needs to be as it needs to be able to tell the story of how it was made but still be still basically still make me look good um which <laughs> <laughs> which i'm not i'm not entirely sure it did but it was it was a lot of fun and especially seeing this is the first time i've done several of the processes involved in that one it was it was kind of nerve-wracking especially going uh, the fact that it's going to someone that um that has a bit of experience with blacksmithing as well as just making in general so um so yeah i think we were going to just going to talk a little bit about making for people that uh, are makers and that have a little bit more of that kind of experience yeah nice that's it Oh. All right. Good, <laughs> Sorry, good episode, everybody. We'll <laughs> the way you, you said yeah, it was like I, I thought you were going to go off. Yeah, it was like a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take the first crack at it just because I, having made a couple of things that they're, they're gifts for the niece and nephew, right? So as family goes, you obviously want to put a little bit more effort into it because it's your family, right? And you care about them. And I want to be the cool uncle to my niece and nephew. So I got to make them cool stuff, right? And I want it to be forged and they know they they watch my videos and they they like watching what I do. So I hope they're appreciated, but you know, at the end of the day, they're still young enough to where they get gifts during their birthdays and holiday seasons and things like that. So you know, I always think back when I was younger and it's like you get 10 things for Christmas or you get however many, I don't know, whatever numbers, but you get some gifts for Christmas. And when you're between the ages of four and maybe 12, it matters a lot at the moment and you get the cool things that you asked for. And then you play with them for a little bit and then they go away or they, they go into like a closet or something, you know? And so I, I always have a hard time making for other makers because like you said, Steve, there there is going to be an appreciation factor. Whether or not they appreciate a, a handcrafted piece is kind of besides the point because if you've connected with them, you, you may not be friends, you may have never even met each other, but you you want them to appreciate it as, you know, from one maker to another. I make this stuff. You make something completely different, but now a thing that I've created exists in your world, and I, I hope that we're friends now or you know i hope this will be appreciated more so than like you said the average joe um making al's knife i honestly like stressed out about it a bunch because i was like i don't think it's sharp enough or thin enough and he's not going to be able to cut sushi with it um it it creates a weird degree of pressure that you put on yourself to perform to a standard or a higher standard than you would typically do um for something maybe you're trying to batch out, right? I want to try and put quality and care into everything that I make. But when it comes to giving something to someone like Al making the knife, I of course kind of ramp up my own self-imposed, like, I hope he likes it. I really just want him to appreciate it, which I probably could have given you a block of steel on the end of a wooden handle. And you would have been like, Hey, that's silly and hackified. I love it. But (laughs) you know, I, I love the treasure trade that everybody's doing in the fool's room, but I, we were talking about it a little bit in the pre-show. Like, I wonder if there is a little bit of that 
kind of competition as we're starting to see some of the deliveries and and some of the photos of people posting what they've received you know you look at it and you go oh my god that's brilliant and then somebody else makes something and you're like oh my god that how much time <laughs> did they spend on that thing i didn't spend that much time on my thing oh no i think yeah. i think this is like a really nice reflection on like everyone's different take on stuff as well because I, I i unfortunately didn't have any time this year to do it like i was i'm I'm the same as you, but I'm kind of gutted that I, I didn't get in. I mean, I have been making things for people, like things like the um, my merch on Patreon and stuff. You know, that was that took a lot of time and seems to be making people happy. Um, but I, I kind of would have liked to make one individual thing for one person. But then yeah. at the same time, kind of what makes me happy about this community, sorry, Steve, <laughs> buzzword bingo, um, is I like watching other people make stuff. I kind of don't want to make stuff for other people. I know, Brett, it's part of your milieu is to make things for other people. That's, you know, a lot of your builds are. Um, the the kick I get is seeing other people make stuff. So I was thinking, like, say I got so, for example, in the in the Fools with Tools thing, I'd rather just send her a bunch of junk, <laughs> you know, and that, for the gift there for me and, and the, the, yeah. the, the making part of it, my part could be, like, maybe curating something like a kit of parts. Or like a mystery bag of junk or something, and then actually, I'm I'm not actually building the thing, but I'm I'm building the idea of potential, you know, and that you know, actually, Brett, what you've given me is something that I can then make things with. Yeah. So again, people who have been like making tools for the people, I think, is kind of part of that. It's 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 a catalyst and it's a it's an idea starter, not like an ornament. Right. Like ornaments are beautiful, but I would never be able to make an ornament for somebody. Yeah. I would never be able to make like an object. You know, I could I could do an illustration, for example. I could I could do something on that side, but I wouldn't be able to make anything like a beer tote or a chopping board. <laughs> you know, it's not <laughs> in my skill set, and it's not really in my kind of um, how my mind works. Like it, it wouldn't it, it wouldn't it wouldn't like push me in a way that I would I'd be scared or you know I'd I'd feel like I was. We all talk about this imposter syndrome, but like me creating something like that, which is a craft which craft people do, I just would, I wouldn't be able to do it. Right. Um, so I think there's a, there's a side of it that's like, it's kind of the whole, um, what Susie says of Sally thing. Like when Homer buys uh, Marge a, a bowling ball for Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you're, you're kind of uh, projecting you yeah, know, right. what, what you want to do. Um, and I think there's a, there's a side to that. And it's a really interesting insight to see what people have made for, for one another. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like the idea of of a kind of make your own thing uh, as a present. Like, the, it's, it's almost like giving someone an Airfix kit, but yeah, without yeah. any instructions or a final design. It's just like, here's a bunch of stuff, make something. Yeah, um, yeah it's like Red throwing leather at Seb. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Make your own. Yeah. And it, I, I actually really like that as an idea. But I think, or, or even like a starting point, we've talked about the exquisite corpse thing. You yeah, know, could, you you could you could you could have a starting point that's a bit of craft, but then you know what do you think? like? Dandles sent me a don't call him Dandles. Um, <laughs> Dan sent me a, a really nice turned wooden tree that in no way looks like a butt plug, um, <laughs> and it smells great. You know, it's really nice wood and it's really nice finished, and it's you know he's he's crafted it and he's lovely. And my immediate thought was not like, oh, what a lovely ornament like literally and they probably hate me for this my immediate thought was like what can i do to this to then like add my yeah. story to it yeah. um you know could i put some electronics in it can i make it walk Can i give it legs and it, it's that kind of thought process that you know makes it 
almost like a chain. It's not. It's not the end of the story. Please yeah, put like legs on it. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, well, um, but you know, something turned up at your house, Steve. That's not the end of that story. Yeah, and I think this is a wonderful thing about this treasure, treasure, treasure trade. Treasure. Um, name <laughs> um, Fools with yules. The, 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 <laughs> it's, it's it is an ongoing thing, and I hope yeah. it starts this sort of chain reaction, and I hope it starts this perpetual thing. Yeah. And um, I mean, because without going into too much detail, because I don't want to spoil the eventual video, um, like the, the thing that, that Al got for me, it's it requires, like it even said in the note, like this is not the end of this thing. You need to do stuff to it to to make it amazing. And it's mainly because I'm incredibly lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I really like that. And I really like the fact that it's, it, it then um, kind of, pushes a load of responsibility onto me and it's like no now no, I've, I've set you off on this journey but you have to start you know taking control as well and it's it's a really really nice um twist on the traditional way of doing it um because one of the other things that i did was uh for um my patrons i i gave out um uh, did the first batch of uh like patreon rewards and um and for the, the higher tier guys i said like I'm going to make everyone a, a forged item and it's most likely going to be something like a center punch. Um, and there's a specific type of, of center punch that I like to use. So that's what I did for most of them. But for John D Harvey, it was like, I can't just give him another one like that. It has to be because it's John, it needs to be something special. And because of obviously all the tentacles and everything, it was like, oh, well, fuck it. I can put, I can put some well blobs on it. I can make it, I can make it like one of his uh, tentacle bottle openers. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was completely nerve-wracking because not only was it the first time I'd done a punch in that style, but it was also the fact that it was um, it, it was uh, an intentional gift and it was going to be used as well. But also it was the first time I'd done this technique on it. And it was, it, it was doing a technique of, to give to someone that's a master of that technique. And that made it even more um scary because it's not just giving it to someone that's gonna dissect it and look at it and think about how it was made it's someone that knows exactly how it should be made and that does it all the time and kind of having him not not necessarily judging it but but you know there's going to be some comparison to what he's done but i think one of the things that i noticed in the group is so many people like i don't i don't care if it's perfect i don't care how skilled you are and how good it is like they're they're appreciating the the effort that's gone into it and the 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 fact that someone's actually made something with their hands like and and especially if it's if someone said like this is the first time i've tried this technique so i'm really sorry if it's a bit shit Mm um like people are are loving it because they're like no now i've got a piece of your story now i've got a a, like it's not just you know something that you make all the time that you've just put a little twist on or whatever to give to me it's the fact that it's it is something that you've done for the very first time and you're now giving that to me so that means I, i'm now um part of and invested in your story i'm not just a, a side note i'm i'm there right at the, at the beginning and and that's been a really really nice uh reaction to see and it's it seems to have got a, a really good response from other people in the group awesome i i like that the the followers and the people in the group really have that just a springboard off of what you said there, Steve, it's everyone's, everyone's got this appreciation of this kind of 
communal friendship situation. I, I imagine the majority of the people in the group haven't met each other <laughs> or, or very few interactions, you know, in person. And so to know that there's this little secretive, you know, who, who made whose gift for who and the, uh, we call them white elephant parties over here in the States where it's like everybody brings a gift and then you just, everybody kind of like takes a number. You pick a random gift from under the tree. So you open something from somebody and like the expectation is not that, Oh, I'm going to give, get a gift from specific person X and I can't wait. Cause it's also on top of that, it's to buy something very ridiculous. Are you sure you you call it a white elephant? Yes. Do you know what that phrase means? No. A white elephant is, um, it's like a cursed gift. Oh, perfect. Because <laughs> a white, like a white, a white elephant is an albino and it basically is yeah. like unhealthy and is a nightmare to look after. Oh, cool. It, so, yeah. <laughs> so if you give to a white elephant, elephant, it's like, it's like a fuck you gift. Yeah. yeah that's it's exactly like, what it's meant to be. Yeah. This is, this is, this is a grand gesture, but it's really because I hate you. I got a taxidermy. <laughs> I, I happened to choose a taxidermied piranha that was very poorly taxidermied <laughs> awesome. when I was really young. And I remember I got it and everyone laughed. And yeah. I was like, this is amazing. I was, actually <laughs> really, I was like, look how cool this fish is. And it like rotted away over the next few years. Yeah. It was gross. <laughs> well, um, like a really massive like plant that's really difficult to look after. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. People would, people had a habit of buying like those terrible mass printed encouragement posters where it's like an eagle that says like sword sword for your <laughs> dreams those showed up a lot and you Somebody, have to keep it you, you yeah, don't it's, it. <laughs> it's so terrible but what we have what we have going on in the community is is this like this this brother and sisterhood or peoplehood you know where everybody respects and appreciates the dynamic that has been created within that group right yeah. no judgment Lots of constructive criticism, lots of positive vibes. And so even somebody that really doesn't even have the time or the tools or the the knowledge to be able to create the thing that maybe they would really strive to create for another maker. It's like the effort and the thought process that goes into it makes it such an amazing gift to receive from somebody, right? Yeah. Like, I got my Lego figure from Sophie months ago or whatever and i remember just she sent a whole box of shit which was (laughs) awesome but like every little thing had these little like stories and personalities to them i'm like oh my god here's a little watercolor painting and then like a card playing card and then there's the lego figure and she sent the (laughs) pirate ship that she made out of like toothpicks and stuff Ugh. <laughs> Ellen gave me a hand knitted devil and angel and you know like I've gotten little like goody gifts from people which I, I really really do appreciate and as much as they, they do kind of sit in just a display wall now because they're not they're not capable of being used for any other purpose than being the thing that they are mm. Um, like what, a, what an amazing thing that's been developed where it's yeah. almost like we all know each other even though we haven't met right so if you're going to make a center punch for John, you make it a tentacle one because you've never met John in person, but like, you, you know him yeah, and you know who he is or what he would like. If, if I ever get the opportunity to learn sewing from Ellen, I imagine that pretty closely down the road after that, it would be like, all right, what can I sew for Ellen to show her that I learned from her and got to do the thing. And like Patty, 
Patty is close and is definitely offered, but like all we want to do is ridiculous shit and like make a costume for a video. Like, well, I'm probably not going to attempt to make a costume for Patty after that. <laughs> I'd probably cock it all up anyway. But I think because one of the interesting things about this uh, Treasure Trade Secret Santa thing is the fact that it's not just people that you already know. Like the guy that um, that, that I got, I I had to go look at his profile because I didn't really know him. Um, turns out I've actually seen some of his work and his work is amazing, but it wasn't what I interact with on a daily basis or anything like that. Um, so that was kind of interesting. And I've seen that happen with a few people where they've got someone that that's not particularly vocal in the group or, or whatever. So they're not, um, they've not already made a connection and it's really nice seeing people kind of build that connection up and be like, Holy crap, I got this thing from this person and and now I know so much more about them and yeah, and that you start forming these new friendships through that as well. Um which which I think it, it is like an added bonus to it. But um but yeah, I I I <laughs> I've seen so many really good positive things coming out of this and it's for for something that's so simple. And the thing is is it, it, going back to what we were saying earlier on like it it could have been literally a case of sending someone a box full of junk and just saying i've got you this junk and i think you should make this and that's it that's you know that's your gift or you know the gift being like a couple of stickers and a bit of two before or whatever <laughs> like it, it it can be something really simple but it's making that connection that's, that's something physical that's something um tactile that's not just uh a, a like on an instagram post or a comment on a youtube video it, it's it's something physical it's something real which is what i think a lot of people in the maker community respond well to because we don't like i know a lot of people do this because they don't get that um that physicality in their day-to-day life so they're doing that sort of thing um it is what they enjoy and it yeah sorry i I'll think no i think there's a there's a huge um gravitas to what to what to what you guys are talking about in terms of like gestures like if mm. you send somebody something yeah it's a nice gift oh thank you post on instagram blah, blah, blah. yeah but until i really got into this whole thing you know it, over a year ago um i never really understood the kind of weight that your actions and even the yeah. things you say have yeah like 35 years old and I never realized that people actually listen when you say things. Um, and, you know, we, we have messages from, from people like around the world saying, you know, you said this, and I'm like, did I? <laughs> I was drunk. Um, but, but, you know, just saying something rambling on a podcast has, has an effect, but, but giving somebody something, you know, especially in a, in a world, you know, we're not all made of money. We're you know, a lot yeah. of working class people that not, don't necessarily have access to things. You know, I get a fucking stick welder in the post and it makes me cry because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I never expected it. And now, you know, I'm, I, I, I can weld, weld in inverted commas. <laughs> um, but the, the the fact that you do something for somebody is could, not ask, asking anything in return. Yeah. It has a huge effect. There, there is a butterfly effect syndrome where it can just be one little tool. And then the next time they go, oh, I might actually use that tool and I might do this. And then suddenly... You know, I was listening to um, the Kling's podcast this week and, and Berkey <laughs> was on. Um, and he was saying that the reason he got into sewing was because yes. there was oh, a fuck. there was just a, a sewing machine on offer. You know, it wasn't that 
he yeah. had a desire to do anything. He wasn't one of the kind of, oh, re- this week I'm going to check off my list of learning to sew. It was just one incident happened to be that the, there was a machine on offer. It was a sewing machine, so he bought it and, and decided to, to learn to sew. And I think these little events and these little things that we keep interacting with one another are having a fucking effect. They're yeah. having a positive impact on everybody. And it's it's only compounded the more it happens and the more you realize, oh, you know, what? if I send that to that person, they're going to be able to use that. If I send some router bits in that box, I was going to be able to, do, you know, and it, and it yeah. you know, I, I've got the fucking local radio station coming down tomorrow night to interview me about the window that random people in this community helped with just by sending tools to my <laughs> fucking chat. You know, I would never be able to do it. I've never been able to um set up a lighting rig without certain things that people have sent me or knowledge that I've gained just through listening to conversations and listening to ramblings like this. So please keep this going. Please keep these interactions going. It doesn't have to be, you know, the idea of giving gifts at Christmas is not this capitalist, you know, I want presents under the tree. Yeah. It's that these gestures are actually affecting people and the, the, the making things happen. They're making difference. Well, it's, we, we talked about it a little bit on the, episode about children or passing on the knowledge right it, that childlike brain that we've talked about a few times or or the the childlike approach to things of you know oh i'll i'll figure out how to do this because i love problem solving and i'm learning and i'm a sponge um that that wraps up what we're talking about here in terms of the sharing of knowledge right al you put it really really well and I, I, you know, the physical object thing, those of us that really spend a lot of the day being able to make and create things, or if we sell goods or products or whatever, it's all kind of besides the point. If you look at your approach to making as that attitude, right. That we talked about when Berkey was on, where it's like, if making is an attitude, it doesn't matter if Steve teaches me how to make an ax, the processes processes that he has taught me yeah. in the last year or two that we've been interacting it, it it means worlds more than if he can teach me how to make an axe that he and alex make yeah like i th- it's so besides the point that you could show me how to get the forms right between you know the knowledge of how to use the anvil or which hammer hammers to use or how to punch and drift it and heat treat it and all Everything, everything else besides the final product is what's meaningful to me, at least. And I imagine a lot of other people are like that. Al, if if people giving you a few tools out of the kindness of their heart has led you to be able to create that window thing that then feeds Absolutely. money into a beautiful cause that yeah, then yeah. feeds into a radio show talking about that, that's all that avalanche and that trickle effect yeah, yeah. that it was step one. And then I mean, it was you, step two. You think, was- you think that there's, that, you know, oh, I don't have a voice. I don't have a say. Like, I haven't got the reach. You know, I've only got this many subscribers, blah, 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 blah. But it, bullshit. All it takes is one little moment. One, you know, we've, again, we've said it before, that one moment of, like, braveness or stupidity or whatever. Um, and it's all happening. Everything you do, Brett, is, 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 is you know, having an effect on me. Same with you, Steve. And, and it just, yeah, I, I can't stress enough how, how important it is. You might think it's a little gesture. You might think it's not a big present or fun thing or whatever, but it, it will have an effect. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really good point. Um, and the fact that you don't have to be, you don't have to be, have a, a million followers or subscribers or anything to, to make a difference. Like literally just posting the 
the one right thing on that one day, just being seen by one person can make a huge difference because it can make them think, yeah, whether it's uh, an emotional response or whether it's just inspirational, whether it's intellectual, whatever, you know, the amount of times I've been dealing with an issue for fucking hours or days or weeks and trying to get my head around it. And then I've just seen someone post something that's completely unrelated, but it's, it's twigged something in my brain. It's made me go, Oh fuck. Mm. What if I just do it like that? And, and I mean, I, I'm not going to go too much into the emotional side of it, but we've, we talked about that on the show before about the fact that it really can make a huge, huge difference. And, and I think it's something that gets overlooked because everyone always, um, everyone always thinks about uh, your impact in terms of, of how many likes you get or mm-hmm. how many followers you've got on YouTube or whatever. But it's it's not. It's about the the impact you have. Can you you can have a huge impact on a single person, and yet someone that's got forty times more followers than you can have very very little impact on forty thousand people. But yeah, because you know, that's that's the thing. At the end of the day, you can you can have a hundred thousand subscribers or a hundred thousand followers, but if they're just looking at your page because you've got some pretty bits of wood or metal or whatever on there and you're not having any actual impact on them other than they just go oh that's quite nice then you know would you rather have that or would you rather have like 10 people go fuck that's life-changing like to me it's it's as clear as night and day i literally literally just sent that exact message to steve maker because he was kind of saying um (laughs) he's he's just been doing he did a lot of cool like steampunk stuff at the start and he's been mm. really getting into um, knife making and, and having a go at that and yeah. designing his own knives and everything, you know, like really going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about Steve's channel is he'll, he'll try electronics. He'll try sketching, never sketched before, you know, and he's really yeah. just really brave in that, in that respect. And he was like, Oh, my channel's not moving anywhere, you know, but I'm not really bothered about that anymore. And I was just like, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. wh- why would you be? What is your ambition to, um, have clickbait videos and get a, and get a viral video as your ambition to have people watch it and want to watch it yeah. and 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 be inspired by it and do something you know that's that like that, oh i never never thought of doing that before yeah you know that's the kind of people that you might not want that approach but you know <laughs> just have a think about why why you're doing it why yeah. you know why you're going out of your way to share this with people we don't exactly. have to be sharing this shit with people i could you know happily just tinker away like 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 we all would yeah um, but the reason i'm wanting to share it is because i want somebody to go oh yeah maybe that is how you make a sandwich yeah <laughs> um, it's closed <laughs> yeah yeah scandinavia it's fucking closed that they make a sandwich. <laughs> um but yeah it, it, that's a really good point because i was having this conversation with uh alex fake alex not real alex um uh, uh today in fact about the fact that why i make videos because i could i could be a lot further on in terms of blacksmithing if i wasn't involved in the maker community it's it's as simple as that like the amount of time i i spend um make like filming editing and producing um maker videos as opposed to just getting on with blacksmithing um i would be much much further on and i like career wise i'd be much better off doing the um just the blacksmithing because I'm not ever looking at doing YouTube as a 
as a career as a money-making thing i do it because it's fun and i enjoy it and i enjoy the interaction and the the connections i make with other people in the community like the idea of of doing it to make money doesn't hugely interest me it's if, if i was to make money off of it as a side then great but my main reason for doing it is because of the interaction i have with other people and the fact that because someone's seen my videos that that offers them and me an opportunity to to engage with each other like it means that at maker central someone can come up to me and be like oh you're you're that guy that did that that i saw the video of like oh yeah cool and then that's that's a way to start a conversation as opposed to just kind of you're the angle grinder guy yeah my dad's blind now because of you (laughs) as opposed to just kind of like walking past and going oh there's a blacksmith sort of thing it 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 allows that that connection And, and that's what i love i love that connection between um people especially between different crafts and that's why like the the clickbaity videos that i have done that would the, the first one was a complete joke and i genuinely didn't expect it to take off and the other one um i kind of was expecting it because it was an ice pick one but that's why i had honor in it being a dick and being topless because i was like i don't i don't want people to take this video seriously this is like this is just a bit of fun and it was because he challenged me months ago and and I kind of I trailed off because I I forgot the point I was trying to make. <laughs> but, uh, Classic. But that, that's the thing is like like with, with Steve Maker like I don't watch his um his YouTube channel because I just I I don't have enough time to watch the YouTube people that I already subscribe to. Like I am followed to him, but I haven't watched um any of his knife making videos recently. But I've kept up with it all on Instagram, and it's been really nice seeing his. Not only his like, like massive improvement, but with a Yorkshire accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I read everything, anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's really nice, like seeing like the progression from his first knife, um, which was don't, don't get me wrong, like it, it wasn't the best knife I've ever seen, but it wasn't actually that bad for a first <laughs> attempt. It was pretty good, and then seeing what he's doing now, and after spending like that bit of time with honourable people, like seeing what he's producing now and what he wants to produce is fucking great and it's 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 inspiring to me to look at it and go fuck you know what that guy is working with all the wrong tools in his shed and with no one there actually helping him and he's producing these really fucking cool bits of kit like i definitely need to get back in the workshop and start working on stuff again like so it just because you don't have a million followers doesn't mean that you can't have an impact on on other people it, it's that that attitude really grates to me because most of the people that i i find to be inspirational aren't don't tend to be people that have millions and millions of followers it's, it's, and it's the people that i find kind of inspiring as opposed to people that are just doing the biggest flashiest clickbaitiest builds ever Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. Brett, are you, are you alive? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was, it was, you said some nice things. It was just taking it all in. <laughs> so you, you, were just, <laughs> you were just sat there with a smile on your face. I was like, Brett never normally smiles this long. What's, <laughs> what's happening? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I smile rarely, but we've been talking about a lot of fantastic people and having an impact on them and them on us and it's it's a that's a pretty yeah. spiffing idea 
Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking. There's there's a perfect. Uh, sorry, I know that's that was the perfect segue. <laughs> but <laughs> but fucking Chris, uh, Chris from Mount Phillips. I bet my fucking hell. Mount Philip Ironworks. Um, like he's Mount not fucking hell. <laughs> Mount fucking hell. <gasps> Should totally do a parody account. Mount fucking. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, he's like, he's a hugely fucking in- inspiring guy because he just, fuck, A, he just fucking gets on with shit. And like the stuff he makes and the stuff he puts out there, like he's, he's not doing it to. That Dragon Ball opener is. Oh, I know. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to message him because um, I only saw it just before we started uh, or just before we got on the hangout. And um, I need to know how you've done that. That's fucking incredible. <laughs> Um, but I think at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't want him to tell me over Instagram. I want to go and see him and I want to go make one with him. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the other thing is like a lot of the stuff that I see, it's not just a case of me going, I want to know how to do that. It's, I want that person to show me how to do it. I want to go, you know, I, I want to go and see Ellen and spend a day in her workshop and, and make some stuff. Or I want to, I, I want to go see uh, Carolyn and go and sit in her workshop in Berlin and find out how to do all the fucking amazing things she does. Or I want to go and sit with Berkey and learn how to carve or go and sit with Al and learn how to set things on fire. And it, yeah, I, I it makes me want to go and interact with them as people and not just, I want to take that knowledge. Like, And, and that's the thing is it's not just about taking knowledge out of someone's head and putting it in your own. It's about that, that interaction and that, um, yeah. Spiffing. Spiffing. Cool. Uh, who wants to talk about it? You, you, okay. You're the host. Okay, so I don't. I take. We don't need an order then. Okay, cool. Uh, so we are going to not. I'm going first this week. Oh, it's so bad. It's Fine. Bad. You, are, you guys can fucking talk about it. I'm. I'm out. I'm done. Great. So Steve's <laughs> gonna do some spiffing, but I'm gonna toss it out. Ow. Nice. Yeah. So we're gonna joint trip spiff triff and. Um, Basically, everybody involved in the uh, Fuzzle Tools treasure trade because it was an absolute resounding success. Um, thank you to James and Ellen for being sort of the adults in the <laughs> and organizing it and coming up with the idea in the first place because it was absolutely awe-inspiring. Again, super good. I'm not part of it, but I kind of feel like I've been part of it just because I get to see all the creativity and all the generosity um, and all the thought-provoking things. And I think it's just really nice that you you really appreciate that we are all makers and we are all creative because everything was like had an idea behind it or had some sort of gem of inspiration and had hard work and kind of blood, sweat and tears and, and people putting their soul into stuff. So little objects, you know, it gets away from this bullshit Christmas idea that we're just buying stuff into actual things that, you know, possess a, an identity and, and, and some heart behind them. So absolutely spiffing every single one of you. Very well put. Uh, Especially fucking James, who gave away that bag. I know, right? Boiler alert. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He probably made two. He's probably got one for himself. 
Yeah, he's got one painted with a very specific Pantone color, and it's hanging on his wall. <laughs> Bless him. Uh, is there any other business? Let's finish the year strong. That's let's do this. Yeah, let's win the zombie apocalypse challenge because Rory's eventually going to make that video. I promise. Yeah, yeah. He's going to blame it on not having power in the shop. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking any excuse. <laughs> Fuck's sakes, let's fucking do this, Warrior. Now there's a man who's slacking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, guys, I gotta go to Wyoming and do uh, a job. Uh. <laughs> let's not do this. <laughs> oh, that's the thumbnail. Right. Uh, yes, so if you want to get hold of us, you can find us on all the usual social medias. Uh, you can find me at Moonshow Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Alex's Construction Shed! <laughs> Sweat. Uh, if you want to get hold of us... 2019 rebrand. <laughs> uh, if you want to get hold of us as a group, you can find us at FWT Podcast. Um, you can find all of the show notes and everything else at www.fuck you, Al. I'm saying www. Uh, fwtpodcast.com um, there's also the Facebook group where we did the treasure trade and there's always loads of other really cool shit going on in there so go check that out it's Fools with Tools on Facebook uh, I think that's it is that it? that's it that's it. Yeah, 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 that's it that's it uh, I'm definitely screenshotting that and putting that as a thumbnail no there <laughs> <Yeah>, we go <laughs> bye <laughs>